Welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly. I'm Maddie. Sorry, I was dancing. <laughs> she was still dancing was to like, the music. Mm, still mm, vibing. Mm, I'm mm. back, baby. I'm back Carly's and back. better oh, than ever. I totally forgot you weren't like... You basically part of the episode last week because I was peeing my pants every three minutes. Carly, If I, you've ever had a UTI... I held my own. I I listened Hurley. to the episode and you and Hurley sounded phenomenal. I I loved it. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one Maddie yet... Maddie did much of the front work on that. No, but you you guys sounded amazing. It it was awesome. We it was such a good episode. Well. Yeah. yeah her, and like the dating part, like the one, oh the my dates, God, we were like, having so much fun with that. Yeah. That was wild. I couldn't believe some of people's response. I know. Well, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, welcome. We are a fitness and lifestyle podcast all about making the fitness industry more inclusive and just making the world a better place, a better place. That is our ultimate goal. <laughs> this world peace. Um, no. Actually, someone DM'd me the other day and said that you were the nicest person they've ever met. And I said, if everyone was like Maddie, there would be world peace. Who said that? Is that not the nicest thing you've ever heard me say about you? Yeah, that was. Can we get? Actually, we have it on tape. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. Don't cut it out, Hurley. This is the nicest thing Carly's ever said. Who said that? Um, one of your writers? No, there was. It was one of the clients at Grit Academy, not ours. It was our another trainer's client that you met. Oh, what you know her? Yeah, well, yeah, because I train there sometimes on Thursdays too. When did she tell you that? She DM'd me and told me. Stop. Yeah. She went out of her way to DM you to tell you? That she met you, yeah, and loved you, and you were the nicest person ever, and I said, yeah, everyone should be more like Maddie. Well, that is so nice. You just made my day. Yeah, she's a sweet angel. She made my day by um, saying that I was nice. But what I was, what, what were you saying? Is that what you were saying? Um, you were definitely on the track for a different conversation. I interrupted. Oh, you. I was just going to say that I am done peeing my pants every three minutes. Oh, if oh, you've oh, ever oh. had a UTI, you know, and it's the worst thing in the entire world. But by Tuesday, I was feeling so much better with the antibiotics kicking in and <laughs> I didn't end up going to Stevie Nicks. So if so you know, depressing. I literally like. I wasn't upset about it and like I was, but I felt so shitty that I didn't want to go. Right. And then my mom goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. You, I know you were so excited for the concert. And that made me cry because she felt bad for me that I wasn't able to oh. go. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> like then I got very emotional about it, but the friend that I was going to go with ended up bringing her mom and they had the best time. So I'm glad oh. that they, um, at least the tickets got used. Yes. I'm so happy. But it's like any time, I don't know if this is a blanket statement, but any time I have some sort of emotion or not even really, and someone that, you know, is close to me looks at me, not Carly, but like Nick <laughs> or my mom or my dad, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, or Duke. Or Duke. Because Carly is a good giver of tough love. Like, suck it up, rub some dirt yeah, in it. But then if I'm sad, my mom will be like, are you okay? And then I'll just burst into tears. That's how I felt. I think yeah. I'm okay. Nick, I was fine. I think the same way though. I think it's just a, a, a trigger response. Like if, if your mom asks you if you're okay and you're slightly not, all of a sudden water works. And yeah. it doesn't even matter what I'm upset about. It could be like a matter of not getting the right grocery or something. Like, yeah. Like Carly and Captain Crunch or something. I don't know. Oh, but, throat and shade. It was shade. Um, <laughs> hold on though. So we had someone delayed response to the first date. The, yes. Because I genuinely 
couldn't handle it. Um, it's too wild to not share. So this is the story that she DM'd. She goes, so this is a continuation of last week. If you haven't. Yes. So we talked about your wildest first date stories. She goes, we went out to drinks in the afternoon and I thought the date was going well. So we kept drinking and bar hopping into the night at around nine 30. I'd stopped drinking cause I had had enough, but he was still going hard. He told me his dad was passed. You love an aggressive King. Yeah, I know. He told me his dad was passed out drunk a few streets over in his car. Failed to tell me that his so-called car was a white kidnapping looking church van. Obviously, neither of them were any seat to drive. So I drove him and his dad like 45 minutes away back home. Isn't that nuts? She goes, there's so many more weird details too. Like the van was gutted and he had a bed and most of his belongings in the back because actually this guy was hoping to live out of it full time soon. Safe to say I never saw him again. How? I am literally going into eat the damn cake DMs right now just to see who submitted that. I literally wanted to reply and I hope you're listening. I didn't have a chance to give you the attention that this needed. Thank God you're still here. I would have been like, okay, I'm definitely getting kidnapped tonight. Something is happening and I'm scared. Don't ever do that again. Say, I'll call you an Uber. Leave your thing here. Oh my gosh. Talk about the nicest person. I mean, I know me as a person. If I were in that situation. Daddy would be like, let me drive you home. You know, I would literally (laughs) drive them home. But I, I don't know. That's so scary. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, that gives me Dahmer vibes. Have you watched it? I know. No, I can't. I don't I think w- I'm ready. I won't. I, I, y'all, I And I love I'm a good gonna, serial killer documentary. Don't get me wrong. I, but you told me it was too intense. It's and too I'm, intense. I didn't like it. Mm-mm. I watched about 30 minutes of it. Nick and I looked at each other, said this is way too disturbing. If you do not do well with like things that just make you super uncomfortable and like stick to your stomach scary oh i probably could do it no carly i mean i didn't it didn't bother ted bundy didn't bother me well no this is not like ted bundy Mm -mm. it's disgusting cannibalism right ted bundy wasn't a cannibal no i know but like (laughs) i i mean i'm not (laughs) i'm making it sound like i'm a cannibal right now but I was like, like, I mean, it's not that big a deal. (laughs) Just eating humans. It's so disturbing. No, don't watch it. Okay. Do not watch it. Actually, I'll watch it like daylight. No, Nick and I like snuggled up on the couch on Friday and started watching. And we're like, why are we watching this? This is horrifying. (laughs) I love a good laugh before I go to bed. And then I think we watched a rom-com with Diane Keaton. To uh, we, balance it out. We love Diane Keaton. <laughs> I am a Diane Keaton stan account. She's so beautiful. All right. She, anyways. So if you, <laughs> Go uh, you. if you were wondering what I did this weekend, it was a whole lot of pretty lit. It was pretty lit. I was asleep at 845 on Friday. It was wonderful. That sounds like the dream. And Carly still didn't go to see Hurley. Maddie. Yeah, I literally, I literally just said it sounds like the dream when you went said you went to bed by eight forty five. Like know, that I is that is the dream. Carly. I love being in bed early, and it's like this morning I had a class at five forty five a.m. What time do you think I woke up? Four thirty. Yep. Yeesh. Yeesh. Not for me. 
Not neither. Not we are just on opposite schedules, Hurls. It's also not for me, but you. But if I don't have to wake up, if I don't have to wake up at the, the crack of dawn on Friday, <laughs> I will. Still feels like she has no, hold on, everyone. <laughs> if I don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn on Friday morning, like anything from five thirty a.m. on, that's like a bonus. That's like good night sleep for me because Thursday I can be in bed by 8 p.m., so we're good. Then I will venture out to Scorpion for you. On a Friday? Okay. On a Friday night, because I actually don't have to teach this Saturday. So so this, the, the stars are aligning. Oh, and, you but you know what? Don't expect me. But if I walk in, take your tops off. Shake your tatas. Be excited. Play One More Time by <laughs> Daft Punk. Okay, so. I will be your worst nightmare, though. Oh. I will be like, Hurley, I need you to play this. And I need oh to play. No. <laughs> Someone give Carly some Motrin Friday night. I know, literally. So she ain't coming out. I know. I'm nervous for you, Hurley, if she does. Um, so last week I totally forgot. I trans I went through a transformation. I am transformed. I am a different person. And if anyone was wondering how I transformed, I dyed my hair. She is a brunette girl. I'm a brunette girly. She joined the dark side and I, I I like it. For once, she copied me, and I am very happy because usually I'm the one that goes blonde. I'm the one that copied her choker trend. I'm the one that copied her hoop trend. I'm the one that copied her bell bottom trend. Party and now, pony trend. Party pony. And now finally, she copied me. I didn't so, copy you. I mean, who's brunette first? It's not copying. It's, <laughs> it's not copying. Who was brunette first? I don't know. I me. What, um, your girl was over here. You. Mom technically was. No, she was blonde. And then she was brunette before you were ever brunette. And then she popped me out a little brunette <laughs> child. I just feel like I look like my family more now because everyone in my family is brunette. Do we look more alike now, Hurley? Um, no. Still no. I think the eyes maybe. My eyes definitely look bluer now that I'm dark haired. So you figured out the secret. It's the secret sauce. <laughs> it's the secret sauce. Um. No, so Hurley asked me before we recorded, he was like, why, why did you do it? A lot of people actually asked me that because I didn't tell anyone I was doing it except Carly and Natalie. And I started telling the world. I know Carly was not, didn't know that I wasn't telling anybody. I didn't tell mom and dad or Nick no, though, so. Nick had no idea. First thing Nick said to me, did you get your hair done? <laughs> She's literally like dark brown walking into the studio and he's like, Carly, something looks different. He was like, huh? Did you you get your hair done? No, I just like, no, it's wet. Like, yes, I got my hair done. (laughs) No, I did it myself. (laughs) It looks this good with with just me doing it myself. Silly question. It took him a while to honestly adjust. I kept walking in the door and he was like, I'm still not used to you being brunette. I'm like, well, you're going to have to be because I'm going to be brunette for a while. But so they asked me, everyone asked me why. And the reason why is because I remember I was talking a couple of weeks ago how I just I've been a really good spot, good place mentally, physically, emotionally, happy, grateful vibes. Yeah. And there's been a lot of good change in my life. Just things seem to just be going the right way lately. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. And I was like, I want to keep good change going and change that I can control. And this is a fun kind of change for me. But I feel like with good change comes, you know, 
good things. So it's so funny. I'm, I'm not going to expose where I've been hoping to work and where I've been looking to interview, but I have been looking to, you know, expand my horizons and hopefully train in other studios just, you know, as a fun bonus to built by Byron. Cause you know, why not add it onto the schedule, the already busy schedule of grad school and owning your own business. Like I want to add more. So I applied like twice and I didn't hear back. I didn't hear back. I literally sat down into the chair to start getting my hair done and I got an email. So that's why you went brown? No, I was already in the process of going brown. But like- But people asked you why you did it. No, I know, but I just answered why. And I'm saying clearly I made the right decision because the minute I sat down in the chair, I got an email for my first interview for a new position somewhere. So I already got repaid for it. Let's go. Right, so nice. I'm excited. I had my first interview. And when I tell you, we haven't had to really interview anywhere in a few years because of BBB. Like, it, you don't have to. I mean, I have I mean, internally. Internally. Bespoke, yeah, yeah. But like, I haven't had to prepare for an interview in a really long time. So here I am sitting here. I'm like, what are they going to ask me? How is it going to go? And what I know myself very strongly in almost any interview I've ever had, people will ask me a simple question and then I'll <laughs> give them a really long-winded answer. And the amount of times I've heard this in an interview, they're like, can you consolidate that? Yeah. It's word vomit. Well, that's why we have a podcast. I know, to like vomit all our words out to the universe. <laughs> vomit all our words. <laughs> like, one way of putting it. I know, I know. <laughs> it's just like, do you not understand though when they're like, mm-hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, the end. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Can you maybe put that into three words? I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's better to have a more long-winded answer than to be too, too yeah. short, you know? Yeah. Like I work too hard. <laughs> I care too much. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Scott. <Yeah. laughs> but like, I just have to clear something before we go on. Oh. Duke hasn't pooped yet today and I'm very stressed oh. about it. That's all I can think about right now. I that's all I can think about. His bowels. I just need to tell I just need to get it off my chest because that's all like You're in the not back of my mind. Right now with no, my story. because I'm Stop not thinking about it. I just have to get it off my chest well, and just say Are you poop. gonna be present now? Yeah, now I will. Okay, so But Duke hasn't pooped yet today. Have you ever been told you've given way too long when have you ever bombed an interview? Um <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I actually, I'm always like, give me an interview. I'm strong at interviewing. So I feel like I'm a strong interviewer. I do too. I bombed an audition. Yeah, which is like similar to an interview. But here's the problem. Maybe it's just like toxic confidence sometimes where I'm like, I crushed that. And then I get a rejection email. I'm like, so did I? Or yeah. But I, so my friends, I mean, who all are working corporate jobs have talked about these like six, seven round interviews. Yeah. I've never been through a process like that. I've mostly been like one and done. I'm in. We're here. Um, I, I went through a process of like in 2016 to 2017 where I had 17 different jobs, 17 different jobs throughout those two years. And it's because I like once Probably I realized just manic sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I was thinking about manic. it. I think I'm a little bipolar. You know what I mean? Because wow. I go through these 
these sessions where I'm like super, super down in the dumps and like about everything. And then I have like these like days where I'm like manic, like mm. absolutely manic. Maybe you should talk so, to someone about that. Those Not two podcast. You know what? <laughs> like a doctor. This is great know, therapy. Like a, a psychiatrist. <laughs> I don't know. I love that you're no. coming into uh No, but like I actually real I thought phase. about that the other day and I was like first phase is acceptance. But then I'm like, okay, but I don't know if it's because of circumstances. Like for example, the time this year when I felt super, super like down in the dumps, depressed was right after my neck injury. You know what I mean? And now I'm feeling better. I'm working out again. I'm doing things again. And I feel very happy. No, I, I think so I feel like it is circumstantial in a way because usually, yeah, but like usually it does directly correlate to like me being able to like work out and do things. I totally hear that. But it's not all the time like that. No, you need to keep your opinions to yourself. No, it's not. But what I'm thinking. Before I turn. (laughs) (laughs) The the look in her eyes just gave me a heart attack. Uh, No, but what I mean is, is, you know, you shouldn't wait around for bad things to happen for it to be like. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not waiting around for bad things. No, no, no. But like bad things shouldn't directly ruin your happiness. You know, like um, your mood. Like, yeah, but it ruined yours when you hurt your back really bad. Like you were down in the dumps. I when mean, you go through an injury like that and it affects your entire but career. I, it didn't affect like. I don't, don't fight with me on this I'm right now. Fight with because you on this. Th- this is, that's how I feel when like, I don't think it's all the time. It literally, every time I've gone through like a depressive season, it has directly correlated to like when my ribs are super bad, when I've slipped discs in my neck, it's always when I'm going through an injury. It's never like randomly. No, that's fair. I mean, I guess we're learning this with the more injuries that happen to you. No, exactly. Why was I depressed? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're happy right now. Yeah. It's because I'm working out again. Don't hurt yourself again. I I am not. I'm being very careful because I don't want another injury because we all know how that goes. Yeah. No, I, Hurley, have you ever failed an interview? Uh, I don't think so. I've only had a couple. That's nice. Well, he's here at Big Night. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) you clearly crushed it. Have those like six rounds. It's like, way too intense. Lululemon has a pretty intense interview. Like Like two or three. Three. It's three interviews. A group one. Group one. A solo with a key leader and then the store manager, I think. I think it's just like it's it's longer than like a lot of other retail jobs, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, clearly I've bombed a few auditions because I've got I've haven't gotten hired at a few places, but like that's okay. That's all part of learning. I, I really, next time I really want to hear some wild interview stories from our listeners. Yeah, that's I a feel good like idea. That's a really good idea. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like if you're talkative, you can bullshit an interview pretty well. Yeah. Speaking of bullshitting today, we are talking about imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Wow. We didn't even time that on purpose. No, we didn't. Um, Yeah. So I've been actually thinking a lot about imposter syndrome recently because of my injury. Um, I, I tend to feel imposter syndrome the most when I am going through injury because I, well, let's start over. Okay. What What is is imposter imposter syndrome? syndrome? What is happening? That was awesome. (laughs) Was that good? (laughs) What is imposter syndrome? And Carly, are you Googling the definition? Yes. The direct imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud 
It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. So with that being said, I feel like an imposter when I am coaching people through either a spin class or just personal training or a circuit class because I'm injured and unable to take care of my own body. And that's not how I should look at it at all, but that's when I feel imposter syndrome the most. I almost feel like I'm not deserving of like teaching these people because I can't even manage to take care of myself. Yeah. And I think that's normal. So I feel like I didn't really know much about imposter syndrome until we started our own business. Yeah. And I think the reason why sometimes imposter syndrome comes about is because there are sometimes those people in the background or haters that are like, Oh, you're way too young to be doing that. Or, Oh, are you sure you, you know, you know what you're doing? Yeah. Or how long have you been doing this? Yeah. How long have you been doing this? How's or, your experience? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, just, and then, and then it makes you self doubt. Like, it, should I be doing this? Yeah. It gets Am in, I doing something wrong? Right. I mean, it gets implanted into your brain and then it becomes like an intrusive thought where you're literally like doing something that you at one point, we're confident in or have been in the past or always are. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're thinking to yourself, am I good enough to be doing this? Do I know what I'm doing? Am I, are my workouts trash? Do my clients like what I'm doing? You know, do people think that I'm worthy of what I've accomplished? Yeah. It's just, it is a rabbit hole. It is. And I, I, we grew so quickly during 2020 and I feel like 2020 was like the year of opportunities with built by Byron with eat the damn cake. Like everything just piled up one after another. We got all these opportunities to teach at amazing places. And then 2021, um, we still did. And 2022, we haven't been teaching at as many places. And that's because the market is just not as much there anymore. But then I'm like, Oh my gosh, are we like failing now as a business? No. Like, is this not like, are we not good enough anymore to be teaching at these places? And like, that's where my mind goes because 2020 was such a like explosive growth for us. Yeah. And it was like the, it was like the thing that everyone was doing, like teaching outside and leading these classes. But now there are so many, every studio has returned to back inside and things like that. On the other hand, though, we've gained more clients than ever. Well, what I was going to say, I feel like our business has truly changed. The, our, it's shifted. It, everything is shifting. For all, a lot of small businesses and fitness businesses, things are shifting. However, I think the group fitness area is super oversaturated right now in the sense of everyone in 2020 that was teaching. Um <laughs> they were going into those spaces and reaching out and finding new studios and new studios were popping up just like built by Byron. And, you know, everyone was taking those opportunities to teach in large group formats. And now there are so many cool, different, amazing classes to take that it's hard to really establish a massive amount of people. If you're only teaching sporadically, consistency is key always. And if you're not on a consistent schedule, then it's really hard to build a class, which we are fully aware of. However, I think our business has totally shifted into more personal small group training and smaller circuit class training with strength. 
And I love the way that it's going. And yes, it's easy to, you know, dwell on the past for us and get that imposter syndrome of being equating success to the amount of people in a class or equating success to the amount of places we're teaching. But, you know, that for us, I think, you know, and I, I think this is cool for all of you to listen to because Carly really, Carly and I don't really, haven't really spoken to each other about this. No. So we're really just speaking through our feelings. It's like a little, I have had a full blown therapy session today. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm really happy for these things that you're coming about. Breakthroughs. Yeah. Breakthroughs. But I think when you start having those negative thoughts towards yourself, you have to think about, well, would I be spreading myself super thin if I kept trying to do everything or if I tried to hone in on a couple things and be fucking amazing at it. Yeah. And I think that's where we're making hone our craft. shift. Yeah, yeah. We're honing in on what we're doing really well in. And yeah, obviously a one-off fun, big group class is awesome, but now we're deciding where we want to put our energy and how we want to lift people up. And I think that's something that we just need to continue to remind ourselves when we do think, Oh my God, are we good at what we do? Is what we're doing enough? Cause it yeah. absolutely is. So I looked up, I mean, if you started a business in 2020, if you do super well at work, got a raise, got a promotion and ever question like where, like why this is happening to you, if you don't feel like qualified for it or, or whatever it or might be. Even if you literally, you know, imposter syndrome does, doesn't have to just be career wise. It can be relationship wise, like yeah. you as a partner or you as a friend or as a parent, as a parent, like just anything where you have once maybe felt confident in or have never felt confident in, but you're actively doing that. So you're, you're a partner to someone and you've always been a partner to someone for a while, like four or five years or a month or two months, whatever. And you're questioning your ability to be a good partner or, you know, a a loving partner or caring. Like if that's just something you've never felt confident in, there are things that you can do to try to help take that imposter syndrome away and regain that confidence or give yourself that confidence that you've never had. Yeah. Um, There are some steps, strategies that can help you get over it. Um, Get over it. Rub some dirt in it. I was just about to say, work, maybe work through it. No, get over it. No, I'm just Carly's kidding. like, just get up right over it. So you got to learn the facts. Lay the facts out. Facts are facts. Write facts are facts. Write them down. Okay. After that, share your feelings. It's easy to talk through it with someone and be like, listen, this is how I'm feeling right now. And these are the facts. And this is what's going on. Um, but then after that, you got to celebrate your success. Everything that you have done celebrate it celebrate the small victories the big victories everything in between because life is too short to not well and I think it's easy to get caught up right when in I think a couple weeks ago Carly and I kind of sat here when I was talking about our journey and some days it hits strikes me and I'm so proud and excited about how much we've accomplished and then sometimes imposter syndrome hits and I think we haven't done enough in the past yeah. few years, we, I don't do enough day to day. I can't believe I took an hour nap. How fucking dare I? How fucking dare I? That's rest? more what hits me day to day. If I have like a break in the day and I'm so tired and I take a nap or scroll on TikTok or like give myself like a moment to dissociate, I'm like, 
I should be working. I should be doing something towards our business, towards bespoke, towards me finding new music, being a better instructor, like whatever it might be. I think about that all the time, it's, day to day. It's and shitty. then it's like, okay, but if I didn't get that sleep, then I wouldn't have been successful the rest of the day. Well, I think it's on the things that I had already planned and already clients I had already. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're all kind of going through this change where, you know, 15, 10, even five years ago, the idea was the more you do, the better you are, the more successful you are. And yes, I think grind mentality and the hustle and the grind mentality, there's a place and a time, but also you have to look out the amount of burnout that can happen on our bodies, on our minds, on just like in general, burnout is a real thing. And you can still be an immensely hard worker going above and beyond and not burn out. And I was also thinking about this the other day before 2020 hit the pandemic. I was on the brink of a burnout hundred percent. I was teaching 20 spin classes a week, ride classes, train classes, strength classes, whatever it might be. And then we were trying to start our own business on top of that. And I knew my body couldn't do that for much longer at 25 years old, which is crazy. And I also knew that I needed to slow down at some point, which is why we were trying to start our own business so that we could kind of take a step back from like teaching so much just to make a living. And when 2020 hit, I don't want to say I was like grateful for it, but it really opened my eyes to slowing life down Yeah, to really slowing down, choosing the things in life that were important, were like reprioritizing what was important to me. And I really learned that my body's health is the number one priority. Yeah. And if I don't have that, then I don't have anything. Right. You know? So I, I mean, especially career wise, because my whole career is based off my body being able to move correctly right now. At the moment, yeah. yes, at the moment. Yeah, it, you're you're not nothing without your body, Carly. You're something. I have some knowledge. Well, see, here I am going yeah, through know, imposter like, syndrome. Carly, <laughs> the only thing that matters is my body, and I that if I don't have my my functionality in my body, then I have nothing. It's like no, but I did. It opened my eyes that I never want to lose that functionality no, in my body, no, and I, I kept getting. I found that leaning up to 2020 every other month I would be out for a month with my ribs. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like, I would teach a month and just like absolutely exhaust myself and then be out for a month. And it just like, that was no way to live. That was no way to teach. Um, but going on with this other strategies that we were talking about, this like kind of relates back to everything. Let go of perfectionism because nothing in life is perfect. Practice makes practice. It makes better practice. It doesn't make perfect. And if you do achieve that perfect level of success, rethink it because there is no such thing as absolutely perfect out there. No. And I always say, uh, and I post a lot on my Instagram of me lifting sometimes. And I always say progress, not perfection. Yep. You're consistently trying to be a better, stronger, faster, I don't know, or just, you know, you know, staying consistent version of yourself and progress, not perfection. There's never going to, you're never going to hit that ceiling because as you continue to get better at what you do, the ceiling's just going to keep raising, Absolutely. getting higher and higher and higher. And also if you're not one of those people that is motivated by something like that, find what motivates you find something that is an external or internal motivator. 
And let that kind of be the way that you continue to strive to work or play or, you know, be a mom or a dad or a partner or anything like that. I think it's just reminding ourselves. Sometimes I just have to (laughs) take a step back and be like, we're on a floating rock. Yeah. And also thinking about the importance of what you're doing in that moment. Like, is this going to define my entire life? Probably not. If it is, it's also going to be okay. And you're good. If you've gotten to that point, then you're probably meant to be there. Yeah. And I think reminding yourself that you're worthy of it. Well, the next one is cultivate self-compassion. Yep. So you got to be compassionate to yourself. You got to let yourself feel all the feelings. You got to really immerse yourself into whatever you're going through. And the other thing is share your failures. Um, it's okay to fail. Yeah. It's actually, that's how you learn. It's important. It's important because if, if you didn't fail at all, how would you know? I was listening to a podcast earlier today. The tens in life and the ones in life. The tens are the best things that happen to you. The ones are the worst things that happen to you. The ones are like deaths in the family, losing a job, declaring bankruptcy, whatever it might be. The tens are falling in love, getting married, having kids, whatever that might be. You can't celebrate the tens without going through the ones. No. You can't be happy about the tens without feeling all the emotions of the ones. And that's what they were saying. So the failures, they're the ones. The positive reinforcement, the the happiest things in your life, those are the tens. You got to feel all the things and then you just got to accept it. And yep. that's the last thing. Accept it. And you got to realize that you are important. You are so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You are yeah, valuable to this planet, to the people around you. And you just got to own it. Yeah. Own your life. Take your tops off. Shake (laughs) your tatas. Just, you know, no, (laughs) no, I don't. I had to put my own little spin on it. Of course you did. (laughs) But I think if you're really feeling like you're going through it and if you're feeling like you're not in the right place, like Carly said at the beginning, just start from the top and work your way down those those methods to make yourself feel better. And I always say life is too short to do something that you hate. So yes. if you realize the reason why you're feeling this imposter syndrome, and I'm just talking right now in this moment about, say, your job or your career or what you're doing right now. If you hate it and it is actually making you unhappy Life is too short to do something that makes you unhappy. And I, I think we've all worked. That's why I had 17 jobs in one year because I didn't, I didn't like them. I wasn't happy. And I was like, screw this. Life's too short. I'm not going to settle at this job right now and work myself all the way up to the top and still hate my life. I'm going to find something that I love to do. Right. And luckily I found it pretty early on in my twenties. I was just about to say, we're both in our twenties, right? And you're like, what the fuck? If you're older than us and you're like, why are these 20 something year olds trying to give me life advice? Like, <laughs> you're right. We probably haven't even. That's imposter syndrome, yeah, Maddie. I know, that... I know. But what I mean is like, yeah, maybe we haven't experienced as much life as you, but I've worked jobs I hated and I've tried to peel myself out of it. And we probably all have at this point if we've worked a few jobs. Yeah. And I think remembering that there is way more to life than just what your career is. Absolutely. Um, just remind yourself that. So much more to life. So much more to life and reprioritizing things that do make you happy and making sure you have those golden nuggets in each day to continue to carry on 
some gratitude and happiness. I've been thinking about that a lot when Mondays are usually our craziest days and I don't ever want to dread a Monday. So within each Monday and each time my day gets crazy busy, I find the happy moments in it that like, oh, this is what makes today good. Yep. And instead of being like, oh, this is going to be such a long day. I'm literally working from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. What throughout the day made me happy? Yep. It, it's not all bad. And not, that's not even bad. It's just a long day. And I'm lucky that I have a body that's functioning and a mind that's functioning to get me through it. Yeah. So I got to look at things more like that sometimes instead of dreading these long days. It's all about perspective. Truly. It really is. It literally is all about perspective. Because I'm sure there are so many people in the world that would crave to have a long I, day like that. I took a berries class the other day, right? And this is not nothing against berries. This is just what, what my experience was. There was one guy next to me to my left who might have not been having the best day and that's okay. But he kept to himself and I was trying to be, you know me, you guys, I'm a psycho. I'm like, hi, how are you? What's up going on? You know, good job. Love you. Give me a hug. <laughs> like just weirdo to any stranger. But I was just being myself. So like in berries, they often say, hey, say hi to your, say hi to your neighbor, give him a fist bump, air high five, introduce yourself, whatever. Tried to make eye contact with this guy. who was not having it. That's fine. Totally fine. The guy next to me, so sweet, right? So I'm jogging. He's walking. He taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know the reason why I'm walking is because I just went through a, re a recent brain injury. Oh and I God. was like, also, I think there's this common misconception, right? Where in a workout class, everyone's worried about what you are doing. And I, whenever I go in, I'm really not concerned about what anyone else is doing because it's their time. Well, it's actually so true today. I was at Backyard and I was doing a workout and I had to obviously modify a lot because I slipped two discs in my neck two months ago and I'm just getting back to lifting very light again and just moving my body right. again, um, which as you can tell, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm a much happier person now. I was a very angry elf before. Um, one of my exes used to say that they used to, whenever I'd be like angry, they'd be like, oh, she's an angry elf. I remember because that. Because they said I had like pointy ears. Anyways. <laughs> but I will never forget that. So um, I went to Backyard and I had a partner today and I turned to him and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do elevator planks because I'm going through a neck injury right now. I'm just going to hold a plank instead and not do the like up and down. And he goes, that's that's okay. I don't care. And I was like, I just want to let you know, but like, he why didn't did give you? a fuck. Like, no. why did I feel the need to disclose that to someone? I thought that he would be watching me being like, what is she doing? But like it truly, like when you go to that, no one cares about what you look like, what you're doing, unless your form is bad. But <laughs> the, the trainer is concerned about what you're doing just to make sure it's safe. But yes, the, the goers of the class, like he was so sweet and tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, I'm walking because of this. I was like, you do you, you keep crushing it. Yeah. And I was like, well, we will just keep motivating each other through this class, whatever you're doing, whatever I'm doing, we'll just keep rocking and yeah. doing whatever you got to do. And I think perspective is everything, right? I'm like, oh my God, this man next to me just went through a brain injury and he was the sweetest, happiest person, just happy to be moving your body. You just went through a really shitty injury. You're happy. Like, you just have to shift your perspective. He was just grateful to be 
working out and vibing away. And, and, you know, I think a shift of perspective and mentality can be such a gift because then you realize when bad things happen, like, you know, I saw this thing that said is five seconds of your day. Are you really going to let a bad five seconds ruin 24 hours? The whole day. And yeah. it's really, I will it. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's really a good way to think about it. Like, Unless when you're it's dealt, a five seconds where I slipped my discs. I, yeah, I, let, that, I, guess, I but, let that ruin my whole like, day <laughs> and week. And when month. you're dealt a bad card, you have a choice of letting it completely shift your perspective on everything or taking it, sitting with it, looking at it and thinking, okay, I can work around this. I can do better. And the guy next to me who is not accepting my high fives, I hope your day got better after that. Yeah. Maybe and the sweat is what he needed. Yeah. And that's true. But also, you know, maybe I made his day worse. I don't know. No, I, <laughs> like, I don't think you should put that I mean, on you. I know. I was just joking, but, but I am going to say it shifting your perspective is everything because my first couple years at bespoke, I've been there four and a half years now. Um, whenever I would go through my rib episodes, I guess, like where they would like pop out and I'd be out for like a month or a couple classes. I was unable to like completely be on the bike and would have to give up all my classes because there was like not really a way for me to do it. But then since it continued happening, we started the podium rider program. Now with my neck injury, I'm able to teach every single one of my classes and someone just rides the podium for me and people still show up because it's my class and it has changed my entire perspective because when I used to go into those depressive states because I was not working for a month, I wasn't making money. I wasn't happy because I wasn't on the bike. Now I shifted it. I'm like, at least I still get to show up, teach my classes, let that sort of release out. Even if I'm not on the bike, I still get to share this like connection with human beings and the energy. Yeah. Um, and so that really helped me a lot, that yeah. podium rider program that now I lead and we're having de uh, auditions in December. So Yay. if anyone wants to audition to be a podium rider, yeah. it's usually just for me. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, in conclusion, in talk, conclusion, talk wow, we had a winded, uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about a long winded interview. Someone asks me one question about imposter syndrome. I'm like, here, let me just like forward Send. you this podcast episode. Um, <laughs> just love yourself. Be kind to yourself when you're getting into a dark place, try to lean on the people that you love and gas yourself up. You're amazing. We're all doing our best. Life is fucking hard. Yeah. And life, life is, is short. Hard. So enjoy every day. Don't let the five seconds of shit ruin it. Okay. 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 Hurley. Okay. 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 <laughs> Y'all, we love you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Hurley episode. is playing Friday at Scorpion Bar in Boston at 9 p.m., which isn't a reasonable hour. So Carly might go. I'm not going to make it. If you want to go with me, let me know. Reach out. Slide into my DMs. Not eat the damn cake podcast DMs. Slide into my DMs. Thank you for listening. Love you all. Eat the damn, cake, eat the damn cake. Rate, review, subscribe, live, laugh, love, baby. Bye.